expressing the truth about the church in this world we live in. Welcome to Real Talk Ministry Podcast. This podcast talks about the issues we're facing with the church today and the challenges of balancing our life with Christ in this world we live in. Let's get ready to hear some real talk with our host, Miss Nisi. Welcome to my Real Talk Ministry Podcast. This is Miss Nisi, and as always, it's a blessing to have you listening to what God imparted in me to share with you. I want to start off by saying thank you to each and every one of you who have stopped by any of my social media outlets, whether it's my website, www.realtalkministry.com, or my Facebook, my YouTube, I thank you for stopping by and hearing what God has placed on my heart to share with you through friends and families and through the word of God, through music, through teaching and preaching and prayer. The events are still going forth and I'm talking about 2021 Real Talk Ministry events. This month in June, we will be recapping all of the previous participants who have helped make these events successful as we prepare and gear up for our next event, which is coming in July. I also want to mention this month, because I mentioned it last month in May, in my podcast about church hurt, that um, if you are still experiencing or feeling church hurt, if you're um, just starting the process, don't know why and what's going on, and it's, it's causing you to feel bad, sad, mad, <laughs> and ready to leave the church. If you're in the middle of it and you know you want to hang on and you want to move forward, but you just need to read something to encourage you aside from the Word of God. Or if you're at the very end and you realize, you know, it's not even just church, it's family, it's friends, please stop by Amazon, my book called Emotionally Battered. It's only 99 cents and it's a Kindle read. And I think it will help you along your way. And I'm also still doing um, promotion for The Church is a Mess But I Can't Leave. And also Sex is the Worst Addiction. I think one day I'm going to have a podcast where I sit and explain why that book came about. So, um, but yeah, again, let's focus on doing what's good for us. Having healthy minds, body, soul, and spirit. This month podcast, I want to talk about us as Christians and what we want. The topic is, isn't God enough? I ask that question because so often we go to God and we ask. Now, this may not be for everybody, but we go to God and we ask what we need. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. So I'm pretty sure probably everybody does that. But sometimes what we ask God for is not that we don't know we know he won't supply it. It's not that we know we may feel we need it. And I know the Bible also speaks of asking it shall be given unto you. Um, But I wonder if what we're continually asking God for and he's not giving giving it to us, is it because he's trying to show us that he is enough? Um... 
I will use the example of being single. Not just a single woman or, or just a single man. Just being single. Just one companionship. Just one friendship. Everybody's not desiring to be married. Um, everybody is not desiring to be alone. But in that process, a lot of us, I will say me too, um, we juggle in between. I feel a lot of times that I would love to be married. And then there's a lot of times I don't. So that's a whole nother topic. But I will use single, being single as an example. If you're constantly asking God for marriage. And you know he has already said that he will provide that for you. But you're not seeing it. Isn't you, aren't you feeling like maybe God is not hearing you? He's not understanding <laughs> what you're going through and what you're feeling. Um, I will use me as an example. Sometimes I believe I waver too much. I don't think it's just because it just, I'm not sure of what I want. I'm just not sure how to go about it. Um, because of the way I've been taught in church, I have to deprogram a lot of things. But sometimes when I go and ask God, go to prayer before Christ, um, I begin to wonder why am I constantly asking and begging for something that he already knows that he can provide that need for. I don't feel like he's telling me, no, it's never going to happen. I don't feel like I am desperately seeking, but it would be nice to have. I don't know if that's good to say it would be nice to be in a marriage, but I'm not trying to pick that part or pick that apart today. We'll say that for another podcast. But I began to think if I say, Lord, <laughs> I need shoes. I know that he already said that he would provide things for us, but I'll get shoes. If I say, Lord, <laughs> I'm just speaking hypothetically. Uh, I need a new dress. I'll get a new dress. Like these are material things. If I need something spiritual or if I'm in a bind and I need, need him to bring me out, whatever it is, he's right there and he's doing it. But when I say, uh, Lord, okay, uh, I'm ready for, uh, a husband now. And it's like, Hmm, where did he go? Lord, where you at? And I wonder, I begin to wonder, like, why would I keep asking the same thing? It's not like I felt like he said, no, we're not. I'm not going to have that in my life. And the reason why I say that, because over the years, I always heard people say, you know, to ask God. And sometimes we become fearful in asking God um, what it is that he exactly wants from us. or, Or can we have a certain thing? Because we may not want to do it. We don't want to hear something that we really want to be told, no, it's not going to happen. It could be devastating. But in this case, I was wondering one day, I I was praying one day this week, and um, I began to ask God, like, why aren't you enough for me? What is it that I'm trying to get from you that I feel like that I have to constantly ask you to give me something that you know that I want. You see what I need, but you haven't released it. So why aren't you enough? Sometimes I believe as Christians, we are often taught that 
whatever we ask, we're going to get. Because we're asking in his name. And we can use Bible references to prove that, yeah, you can do that. But I also think when we ask God a lot of things, maybe it's not always given because we don't accept him for him. Now, do not get me wrong. I know and I personally believe, and I'm not contradicting myself when I say this, I do personally believe that we're not asking God amiss. We're not asking in ignorance. We're just not in a position to accept what it is because we're conflicted by what we've been taught. So if I've been taught that it, with faith it can happen, write it down, all that you want, it can happen. Um, you did com- get confirmation from the Lord that it's going to happen. Um, it's more to me than just having patience. You know, for some it may be long suffering to wait so long on the thing that you really want for your life. And, and I know it's not, even though I use the example of marriage, it's not necessarily just marriage. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. But a lot of times, whether it's financial, whether it's power from on high, spiritual blessings, material things um it seems as if we can sometimes be one way i remember when i first started learning about worshiping christ because i had to learn um i know we're supposed to worship in spirit and truth but i had to learn how to worship christ i had to learn that when i went before god or when i went before christ to pray that I, I wanted to honor him. I wanted to bless him. I wanted to worship him. But too often, I had to learn how to break the cycle of saying, Lord, I love you and I adore you and really thanking him for what he has done for my life because it was real easy to say, Lord, I thank you. For all the great things you have been to me because you are wonderful to turning that into but uh please bless me with and i would love to have and can you give and i know you're gonna make a way but could you provide and i didn't want to spend my time worshiping god doing the same thing that i did every day which was asking him for something that i felt i need at that moment or asking him to do something for me or asking him to look out for me and make a way for me. And I know it seemed like, well, that's where a prayer is. You're asking him. But, you know, when you're worshiping Christ, you want to get away from asking things and making it personal and making it selfish to the point that you're actually praying and not worshiping. So I wonder what it is that um, when we want something so bad that we have to constantly ask God for what is it why isn't Christ enough why isn't he enough to where you can just be content with the fact that it's just not happening it's not going to happen if that's what he told you and I want to stress that I want to stress if he told you Because a lot of times people will hear someone speaking and they can relate to what they're saying and then they get to thinking like, 
Maybe that's why it's not happening for me because God don't want it. No, that's not so. Unless that is what he told you. Sometimes we can listen and we're listening to people and we can connect with what they're saying. Then we say, oh, it's because I'm not being patient or I am being patient. I did ask, you know, it makes me wonder why in our prayers that even if we did ask and we are being patient and we line it up with the world, word of God, that we allow Satan to come in and manipulate us to think something is wrong with us because God hasn't gave us what we wanted. So I want to talk about why isn't God enough? I do believe God is enough, but I will be honest and tell you that I have not been taught, meaning church or a preacher, not attacking them, just saying, I haven't been in a position around anyone who has um, been able to speak on teaching on not how to wait but how to accept exactly what it is that you want that hasn't been given to you that God hasn't given to you that you want so bad um that's nobody's fault I'm not blaming that I wasn't in the right place at the right time or anything I'm not saying that Preachers don't preach the right things. I'm just saying that the feeling that I feel, I feel within me, it has to be something greater that I need to do to appreciate him. But not just so I can get stuff. Not just so I can get uh, the answer or not for tiff or taff. That's an old word. Um, but because he's just enough. And I think the fear of allowing him to be enough means that we may not get what we want. <laughs> that because we're human, we feel and we touch and you know we see and we, we are taught to have dreams and, and, and to accomplish things that a lot of times if we don't get to the place where we feel God wants, we want to be in Christ that we haven't been accomplished and therefore, not being accomplished equals to failure. Welcome back. Thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast, Isn't God Enough? I do believe deep down inside, we really feel that we do love God enough. We do accept him enough. We respect him. We appreciate him. Um, we won't do anything to jeopardize our relationship with him. But isn't God enough? It's a question that I know you personally have to ask yourself. You have to look over your own lives and say, hey, yeah, I know he is enough. But I wonder, is he enough? when he when you're constantly not getting or going where you want to get or be in life knowing that you're relying on him to get you there whether it's through a prophetic word like do you think oh i was prophesied on and and it's not true because it didn't come to pass 
Are you being sincere with yourself and knowing that not just asking God, what is it that he wants for your life? Because he doesn't always lay everything out plainly for you to see. Um, But being honest and accepting that where you are now is where you are now. And you just have to wait until he moves you into that next step. I want to share a few scriptures that I pulled from the Word of God, the King James Version, about that I wanted to use um, in regards to isn't God enough. And we're going to start with Exodus 20th chapter. I'm going to read the 2nd, 3rd, and 7th verse. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That was verse 2 and 3. 7. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Now, this is an example of the children of Israel who have begged God to deliver them out of slavery. And if you know the full story and its full content, you know, about uh, the pardon of the Red Sea and, and killing of the firstborn, the ten plagues, we know the gist of the story of and the children of Israel. But here in Exodus 20, he said, I have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and thou shalt have no other gods before him. Even though they had asked God and begged God and he finally came and delivered, they still wasn't satisfied. They wanted more. He wasn't an, it wasn't enough that he heard they cry. It wasn't enough that he did what, he, what they begged of him to do. It wasn't enough that he sent someone to help them fight against Pharaoh and to free them from their bondage. They still wanted to worship other gods. So I wonder if not being enough could be because what you're praying for is actually becoming a God to you now. So let me explain that. Anything we put before, anything that we put before Christ, not put before him in the sense of I'm bringing it to the Lord, like put over the Lord, like put first before the Lord. If we put it there too often, too much, and all the time, and we focus on it, and we we constantly thinking about it, it becomes our God. And I wonder if we're some like some of us are like the children of Israel. You know, we ask God, we know He's going to do it, but He still isn't enough to do the things that we require of Him. And He was telling also to not take His name in vain. Um, but he won't hold you guiltless if you do. But I feel like the reason why this verse 7 collaborates with um, Exodus 22 and 3 is because sometimes we can just keep asking and saying and um, using his name. Well, Jesus is going to do this and Jesus is going to do that. And I wonder, just I'm just wondering a lot on this podcast, but I wonder if we're using his name in vain, declaring that the things that we feel he's going to do when he already told us what he is going to do. And then we put our own little two cents to it and we're not relaxing, allowing God to do the work that he said he was going to do for us or fulfill the promise that he had promised us 
or even do or supply the need that he said he would give to us. I wonder if we're just using his name in vain, just saying it because it sounds good to add Jesus' name to it, but it really doesn't belong there. It doesn't belong in the places that you're using his name or how you're using it to, to say, this is what my blessing is going to be. Because a lot of times we say, Jesus, 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 and he's not saying what we're saying. He's not declaring what we're declaring. And I'm saying this in the sense where um, not, I'm saying this portion in a sense where we know what God has told us. We know the answer was yes. We know the answer was no. It's been confirmed, but our yes is not what we wanted. We really wanted a no. And our no is not what we wanted. So we really wanted a yes. So we're declaring it. We're going to force God to make changes. You know, the Bible do say we do pray in a mist. Like we pray without knowing that um, we're not really praying the right prayers. So to the children of Israel, he was good enough to be, to have, um, them be delivered out of the hands of the Pharaoh. But after a while, he wasn't good enough to be a God. They start making golden calves and putting other gods before him. So be careful in how you're constantly asking for something. Because, I mean, we know God is a jealous God. And he don't want you to keep asking for something you know he can give you. And if he already gave you an answer, quit asking for it to change because you don't see the future and what he has for you and what you think you may need now, you really may not need at all. My next chapter um, verse is Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding and in all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. When we're not really accepting Christ and everything that he is for our lives. And we only pick and choose portions of the things that we want to accept. And want to believe. Want to have faith in. Want to do. When it comes to Christ. We're limiting our trust in him. He said trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. For us human beings, that could be very difficult because he give us the space and opportunity to do the things we want to do when we want to do it. I remember a time um, I heard someone say that they found it ridiculous and stuff, you know, to ask God to tell you what to wear that morning. You should know how to dress yourself and all this but there was a time where I actually needed that help I was going for job interviews um I was going starting a new job and I, I wasn't really familiar with how to dress for the success and I would wake up every morning and I'd be like Lord I don't know what to wear I don't know how to put certain things together so I could be the representation I need to be for this job I need to look the way I need to look and and I, and it was a period of um upgrading myself you know when you 
young and you're trying to start a new position and you're trying to fit in and you're trying to make sure you're um, meeting the standards of your peers on your job. And he used to get, I used to get up and pray that prayer and he used to tell me, well, don't wear this, wear that, don't wear this, wear that. You can't tell me I can't ask God to show me what I need to do and how I need to look for to present myself because to you that's minimal that's not necessary but in Proverbs he said in all thy ways he ain't saying some of the ways or the ways that you think he said in all thy ways he will direct your path he said to lean not to your own understanding that is our relief right there I mean think about it you don't have to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, of course, there are some actions we have to take upon ourselves, but we don't have to. Just think about all the worry and stress we put on ourselves because we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to understand. We're trying to get uh, to the point or to that place or to that goal that we're trying to reach. Because we're trying to do it. It's nice and it's beautiful and it's wonderful to know that when we say we don't have to do it at all because we can give it over to God. He's literally saying like, if you just trust me, I will do it all. So if you're waiting on something, and I don't want it to be just waiting on material things or financial things or I mean to each his own. No one can tell you that what you're waiting on for Christ is not as important to where somebody else is waiting on for Christ. We have our own struggles. We have our own battles. We all know what we need from God. We all know what we want. And we all need to learn what to do when things are not happening the way our bodies and our minds are function to what we think it should happen what we think should happen so trust him if you're waiting on something and you've been waiting for a long time even if you feel like you are in the midst of confusion while you're waiting we know God is not the author of confusion but we also know that we can trust in him and know that he will direct our paths so Lean not to your understanding. Don't lean on to yourself. Lean on him. Let him do it. And my last scripture is Hebrew 13 and 6. So that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. This right here is so important. Because people can antagonize you. Or make you feel certain ways when you're declaring or asking God or waiting on things from the Lord that they feel that you should have by now and that you don't have and that put pressure on you I was use an example um, of what I mean by that I will say like if a woman want to have a baby or if a man um, decided that he was gonna be an entrepreneur and he just haven't got his foot off the ground you know a lot of people would be like well why you haven't had a child yet or why you're this old without kids you don't want any 
not knowing that they're probably struggling because they can't have it. Or they ask that gentleman, you know, why your business had taken off? Not knowing that they probably have a family and other financial needs and things are not moving according to the way they want it to go. A lot of times our own pressures are really not generated just from ourselves alone. A lot of times it's because of what people, what we think people will see of us and think of us. Because once you start speaking something that someone here, they feel that it's obligated for them to see what you're saying that you're going to do. And when you do it and declare it with Christ's name on it, then they feel like you feel that it has to come to pass. And when it don't come to pass in either time frame, whether it's you or that other person, then you begin to think, oh, okay, well, God's not answering my prayer. And they'll look on you and say, well, what's taking so long? I thought you had trust in God. I thought you believed him. I thought you said the Lord said. Go boldly before Christ because he is your helper. And he said, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man should do unto me. And what is it that men can do unto you? They can discourage you. They can bring you down. They can be trying to be positive, even making you think like, oh yeah, I'm here to support you and I understand. But at the end of the day, it's like, but where is it at? Why, why are you the only one that don't have what it is that you want in your life? Because God hadn't gave it to you yet. Period. So trust in him. Believe in him. Don't get weary in well-doing. I know, and I said this probably, you heard me say this, if you have heard any of my talking on my YouTube or even in my previous podcast. Um, I... When I'm struggling with something that I don't understand in this human form, mind thinking that seems to overwhelm me, I will go to the Lord and say, I know I asked for this. I know I don't see it. I don't know why it's taking so long. I'll even tell him, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong, but whatever it is, comfort me. Be what it is that I feel is missing in my life. I am not that person who goes around saying Jesus is my husband. I don't believe that. I would gladly call him my father because that's what he said. He did say um, that he's a father. Um, I know others may be able to understand what they mean by when they say Jesus is their husband, but the husband I'm praying for, I don't. The husband I'm praying for it's not just one who has the spirit of Christ, but it also has a natural person to him. So there will be earthly things as well as spiritual things that I'm expecting from this man. So I do not see Christ in the earthly way that I see that I want from a husband, if that is clear. So I call him my father. He will direct you. He will tell you what to do you cannot think that god has did the world for you 
saved you, protected you, covered you, been your need, been your provider, uh, been your joy, been your happiness, been there in your sadness. You can't allow one thing that you've been waiting on to take away all the things that he has already done. Don't let what you desire become so strong that it becomes your God. So I hope I said something that was encouraging today. And I just want to reiterate that God is always for you. He's not against you. If you're definitely doing all you can for him and you have a connection with him, it's important to have your own personal connection with him because you will never be able to stand on the things that he wants you to do if you don't. But don't allow yourself to feel defeated or unaccomplished because there's something out there that you want that you feel you should have or he said he was going to give you and you haven't gotten it yet. I will say take the time search the scripture search the word of God read what others went through so you can have an understanding that you are not alone a lot of times we feel abandoned like why and what's taking so long you can be real with God because he already knows how you feel so there's no reason to this to act like you coming to him with your words saying one thing but your heart saying another be real with yourself and be real with Christ this is Miss Nisi thank you again thank you for stopping by and God bless you I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to share and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive notifications when a new episode is posted. You can also stop by Miss Nisi's website, www.realtalkministry.com. There you can purchase her books, leave a comment, and stay connected with this ministry. Until next time, God bless.